A From Dublin to Cleveland Production. A From Dublin to Cleveland Production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I will maybe stop it. It keeps going. Ah! <laughs> <Favorite podcast. laughs> what a fun introduction today, folks. You got it three times and Logan talking over a top of it tried to get stopped. <laughs> but hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard. I am joined by the effervescent, ever blue, Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you today? Uh, great. Always great. Even better in the last three minutes since, uh, Logan sent me this cheeky little number. Uh, yeah. Loving the new jacket. It's awesome. Thank you. Cheers. No problem. No problem. Mr. Wizard very himself. Bohemian. The Bohemian Wizard himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and today, ah, things are going well. Things are going well. It's been a, uh, a... You know, it's kind of strange here in New York. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the the certain people, like they don't have as much money or whatever, but it is not mm. a very festive place here in New York. So it's been mm. very interesting driving around at night and it's completely pitch black. No Christmas lights, no nothing. So I don't know what's oh going goodness. on. There's not a lot of Christmas spirit here in New York. Um, so if you are yeah. listening from New York, get some Christmas spirit because it's needed out there. All right. It is darkness and pitch black um but anyway uh as you guys know we are really coming up close on christmas um and it is slowly and quickly coming upon us um so it has been a joy to have you guys with us for the year um as this uh as the year is even coming to an end we're getting to 2024 mm-hmm. um and it's been an awesome year we've gotten to 100 episodes we have uh had two or three where this this is the start of our third year of doing podcasts, which is a wild thing to think about. Um, and so it's been a really good time. We've enjoyed having you. So hopefully you'll continue to listen to us as we continue on into the vast and uh, hopefully uh, beautiful looking future. Um, you know, as, as we look forward to Christ's return, as we look forward to God doing revival and changing our nations into where they should be. Uh, today, Brendan, what is it we have in store for the lovely people today? Well, today, friends, we've got Mad Libs. What's a Mad Lib? It's a mad story. So basically, I'm going to kick it off by asking Logan lots of grammatical terms. Noun, adjective, noun, 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 adjective, noun, adjective, adjective, comparative, that's not a crack. And uh, he's just going to say the first thing that comes into his head. I'm going to write it down. And then I'm going to read a story, which is Christmas-themed and imaginary. So, uh, you know, if you hear something that doesn't sound 100% theological, don't start going, That's not true! You work for the devil, Diablo! It's a joke, people. It's a joke. Logan does not have any idea what his contributions to said story are, and will not, until I read it back to him. And then, we're going to flip it. And uh, he'll do the same to me. And then we're going to finish off with uh, a Bible passage, which is uh, Christmas-themed. It's iconic, but, uh, you know, sometimes we can hear something so often that we think 
it's lost its power. It's just become a tradition or a cliche, but the word of God never loses its power. There's always something fresh to glean. All right, broski, let's have a cheeky little gander here. Okay, will you please give me an adjective? An adjective. Um, Something that describes a person, a place, or a thing. Exclamatory. Fair enough. (laughs) Exclamatory. Yes. All right, then. And another adjective. Um, let's go with flaming. Flaming? Oh, wow. Are you quite all right emotionally? It's my book I'm reading. And it's so violent. <laughs> I think. That's what you got to do a soul check every now and again. <laughs> Unknown. Um... Uh, let's go with a scarf. Not the worst thing you could have said. A noun that makes people angry. <laughs> a noun that makes people angry. Donald Trump. <laughs> Love him to bits. My favorite American after you. <laughs> okay. A name. A name. It's a, yeah, a male name, just to keep it uh, a male non-trans name. as the story progresses. <laughs> Let's go with Judah. <laughs> Trump is a Judas, and I was like, it's not Easter. Let's not talk about him. Okay, a noun, a thing, a thing. Um, let's go with. A shoe. Ooh. Okay. And a compound noun. And those who aren't grammaticians at home, that's when you put two nouns together. School bag. Leather jacket. Toothache. Toothache. Um, let's go with a basketball jersey. Ooh. Alright, that'll be a one-time reference. I'm in no way going to work back into the story after this. Uh, <laughs> Alright, give me another name. Another name. Um, um, I think it's also going to be a male name. Father Christmas. I put no other limits on you. Fair enough. Would <laughs> have been more specific. Uh, an adjective. Um, let's go with um, the first thing that comes to my mind. Screaming. <laughs> Wonderful. That actually fits very nicely. A noun. A noun. Um, let's go with a tree. All right, then. A verb in the bare infinitive. No twos, no ings, no ss, no ds, just the root form of a verb. 
and action. Let's see. Let's go with um, leave. Leave. Yes. Okay. I just hope no one who's learning English as a foreign language listens to this story, or they might uh, have some pretty odd collocations by the end. <laughs> okay. A Bible hero. <laughs> a Bible hero. Um... And don't say Jesus, God, or Holy Spirit. <laughs> Let's go with Shadrach. Shadrach's class name. More people should be called Shadrach. Well, I call you Shad, or maybe just Rack. You've heard uh, it here first. A Bible villain. You've heard it here first. Brendan's firstborn child will be Shadrach. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you said a Bible villain. I did. Uh, Jezebel. She was in the first ever Mad Lib we did, wasn't she? Which got some people very, very angry when they thought we were just speaking, speaking heresy. Episode four, people. Go back and listen to it again. It's a class. No regrets. No regrets. Food. <laughs> um, let's go with potatoes. Keeping it Irish. Okay, the villain is officially sympathetic, and I am on team villain here. Okay. Uh, someone mentioned potatoes, I just think of the Great Irish Famine, the genocide of my people, 1845 to 52. That's all I'm saying. Um. Okay, give me a place. A place. Um. Let's go with... The North Pole. Hmm. Okay, a female singer associated with Christmas. <laughs> Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny story behind that one, actually, that uh, I may or may not share later on. <laughs> An adjective. Um, uh, let's go with yeeting. Eating. Yeet. Yeeting. Oh, yeeting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeeting. Oh, I remember you explained that to me a very long time ago. What does it mean again? It means to... Something people go, yeet, for some reason, right? Yeah, it's 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 sort of a, a yes. It it is so, it means so many things, but the one I'm thinking of it's you're throwing somebody. So that's that's the the way I'm defining it. Oh, okay, that could be potentially criminal in this case. Okay, um, <laughs> and the wrong people who be getting up to criminal behavior. Um, all right, a group of non-human creatures group of non-human creatures um let's go with uh centaurs Ooh, keeping it greek okay um uh, let's see 
An adjective. Adjective. Um, let's go with um, kicking. All right. Fair enough. A group of people. Group of people. Uh, let's go with um, liberals. Let's go with liberal. That's okay. Jesus came for them too. <laughs> All right, guys, we're making progress. We're almost there. A noun. A noun. Um, let's go with New York City. Mm, not a place. Not a place. So that doesn't go with a a thing. You could you could hold or carry okay. or touch. All right, let's go with a lightsaber. Oh, that'll make for a an interesting read. <laughs> it might confuse people who haven't seen Star Wars before. They might go, "Wait, I thought they were the baddies," but that's okay. Um, let's see a positive thing. A positive thing. Um, a stock market resurgence. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I declare it, Lord. <laughs> we live to see your goodness in the land of the living. <laughs> a color. Color. Um, magenta. Magenta. I learned of a new color today. Peach fuzz. Apparently, it's going to be the big color of 2024 or some nonsense. Um, a noun. Um, again, wanna, not a place, a thing. Not a, not a place, just a thing. Um, a large cardboard box. Ooh. Okay, a bad thing. A bad thing. Um, inflation. <laughs> Only in, like, not hyperinflation? Not Biden inflation? You know what, put a hyper on there just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Something bad happens in the story. Tell me something bad. Something bad. Um, Joe Biden becomes president. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> this time, yeah. <laughs> right. This, this okay, thing's guys. <laughs> Logan is literally only doing this because he wants more emails and more hits. That's all this is, people. <laughs> He's intentionally winding up the audience just for traction. <laughs> I'm just here facilitating it. Uh, okay, we're on the home stretch. Three more. 
A place. A place. Um, let's use, um, let's go with Berlin, Germany. Ooh. I have been on a train through Berlin, Germany, but I never actually got out of the train and walked around it. So I need to go back. Germany's a beautiful country. Um, a noun. So again, not a place, a thing. A thing. Um, let's go with a cloak. Ooh. Okay, this is going to read like our legend of St. Bridget, where uh, she was a wild one for a cloak. And one day she just went, and the whole thing expanded so long you could build a church. Um, and again, the miraculous power of God, maybe it's true. And last but not least, a group of people. A group of people. Oh boy. Um, let's go with the Babylonians. Ah, I was convinced you were going to say conservatives, having thrown the liberals under the bus the first time. <laughs> All right. Okay, this is a, a very interesting story. So um, let's see what uh, it all combines let, to read let, us. Me, let me put some music on, because I'm sure this That's will right. be music. So Something with a little jingle. Yeah, very Christmassy this will be. All right. Whenever you're ready, go for it. Awesome. <laughs> I feel like I should sing it because you've got music in the background. Only me singing would bless no one's ears. Once upon a time, in the exclamatory land of the North Pole, there was a flaming village, a village on fire, <laughs> where Christmas toy filled the air, despite the fire, apparently. Santa Claus, yes, Christians, I said Santa Claus, I know he's an anagram for Satan, get over it. Santa Claus, a jolly old man, with a long white scarf, was busy preparing for the big night. His workshop was filled with busy Donald Trumps. <laughs> Being American, I was convinced you were going to say slaves, but Donald Trump's even better. Hammering and wrapping gifts to children around the world. Santa's favorite reindeer, Judah was known for his red shoe that lit up the basketball jersey. Hey, if I have a red shoe that lit up a basketball jersey, it'd be pretty famous too. On the other side of the village, <laughs> I don't know when the North Pole became a village, but okay. A mischievous creature named Father Christmas, not to be confused with Santa Claus, plotted to steal Christmas joy. This screaming character, with a tree two sizes too small, despised the festive spirit that surrounded him. He concocted a plan to sneak into houses and steal presents, thinking he could leave Christmas for everyone. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's a threat. Why do you hate Christmas so much? <laughs> because Shadrach and Jezebel had stolen his potatoes 20 years earlier when he left for the North Pole. You might be thinking his village was in the North Pole. That's irrelevant. Meanwhile, in a humble stable far away, a special event was unfolding. 
Mariah Carey, and Joseph, yeeshing parents to be, were visited by centaurs who proclaimed the birth of a baby named Jesus. <laughs> this is so much better than the Bible story. This <laughs> Move over, Gabriel. This child was destined to bring hope and joy to the world. As the night sky sparkled with a kicking star. I, I don't know what a kicking star is, but I like it. Shepherds and liberals alike journeyed to witness the miraculous events. Well, that's okay, liberals. Jesus loves you too. Honestly and truly. It's why we do this. We make this show for you. Back in the North Pole, where apparently all of this has happened, Santa harnessed his reindeer, including the one with the red lightsaber, to his sleigh. Not the red shoe. Oh no, move over him. We're having the lightsaber one now. The Jedi reindeer. <laughs> or Sith reindeer, as the case may be. The sleigh was filled with stock exchange <laughs> resurgence for all good children. Amen, I receive it, Lord. All carefully wrapped in magenta paper and tied with large cardboard boxes. He'd also stashed it full of hyperinflation for the naughty children. As Santa prepared to take flight, that mischievous villain from earlier, whose name I forget, tried to sabotage the sleigh. But he was blinded by the reindeer's bright light and fell. As a result, Joe Biden became president. <laughs> As a result, Santa delivered presents around Berlin, Germany. Meanwhile, down on the earth below, the crooked villain found himself so inspired by the spirit of giving and by the special newborn baby that he had a change of heart. His cloak grew three sizes, and he raced to join the celebrations spreading joy and laughter to all. In the end, Christmas triumphed over mischief, and the world was filled with warmth and love. The tale of the birth of Jesus, intertwined with the adventures of Santa, Rudolph, Krampus, who's only been introduced to the story right now because that's how ChatGPT works, and the Grinch created a magical holiday season that would be remembered for generations to come. And so, as the stars twinkled overhead, the Christmas spirit prevailed, bringing happiness to all, and the world was filled with peace on earth and goodwill towards the Babylonians. <laughs> Love it. That's better than any Christmas story I've heard in the last almost three decades. Good for you, my son. Good for you. That was that was quite fun. I don't think I can top that. That was a Christmas story for the ages. <laughs> it really is. I will try, but I don't think it can be better than that. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to do the same, very similar thing with Brendan. I'm going to give him some things. Mine will be a much shorter, but uh, and maybe not okay. as entertaining or as uh, as as good. But we'll try it anyway. Uh. So. First thing I need, Brendan, is a month of the year. I need a month of the year. January. The world became a better place in January. That's because that's when he was born. Um, it was. All right. uh, I need a verb. 
skedaddle. It's a beautiful word, skedaddle. I don't know how to spell it, but that's fine. S K E double D. That's where I'm gets confused. Double D. A D L E. Skedaddle. All right. Uh, I now need a place. Logan's house. Mm, I don't know if that's going to work, but we'll try it. <laughs> Do you want a different place? Um, town, village, city, country, continent. I just need... I don't think you can use an adjective. Shock. To describe the house. All right. All right. Um, and now I need an adjective. Tingling. That that's an interesting one. I kind of like that one. Uh, I need another adjective. Stone cold. Stone cold. Like it. Like my heart. Now I need a place. Jungle gym. Okay. All right, now I need a verb. What's he called the Michael Jackson walk when he goes backwards? Moonwalk. A moonwalk. Okay. Um, now I need a noun. Um, thing, place, person, food, does it matter? Um... Probably a place would fit best here. Okay. Um, or a thing. Haunted house. Or a thing. Okay. Haunted house. All right. Um, next, I need a verb. Park. Park. Like okay. park your car. And now I need a noun. Slay. All right. Uh, I need an adjective. Jolly. Um... And another adjective. Rumbunctious. Crazy wild. Okay, now I need a color. It's gotta be blue. Oh, I was hoping it was. Ah, <laughs> uh, need an adjective. Drolling. Like the last seven days of work before Christmas break. Okay, I need a verb. Cut. I need a person. 
a kind of person or like a name? Um, you can use a name here. Uh, let's stick with DJT. Donald John Trump. All right. Um, I need another verb. Scribble. Okay, I need a noun. Haircut. I need one. Okay, I don't know how that'll fit, but... We'll you just have, like, a look on your face that says I need uh, another noun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it'll fit, but we'll go with it. Uh, I need okay. an explanation. An explanation, oh dear. Um, explanation or exclamation? Exclamation. Oh, sorry. Um, I was thinking when the explanation of what? <laughs> of a haircut? <laughs> it's like you sit in a chair and the barber goes snip, snip, snip with scissors. And then with a razor. Oh, an exclamation. Oh, my heavenly days. Oh, my heavenly days. You can shorten it to OMHD. I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying to make it a thing. Okay. And last, I need a holiday. Oh, you know what? It's probably tacky to say Christmas, but hey, tis the season. Microsoft, I... All right. So, here we go. Let me hit the music and we will tell us a new tale. A new Christmas tale that will not rival the other one, but it will be something. All right, so Christmas Tree, the story of me finding a Christmas tree. Every January, we skedaddle to a tree shop far away. Not just any tingling farm, a stone-cold tree jungle gym. My dad and I moonwalk onto the haunted house to park for the perfect sleigh. Some True, people like them jolly and rambunctious, and some like them blue and fat. We are searching for a tall and drooling, not not drooling, drawling, how did you say it? Draw <laughs> what is it? Drooling. Drooling, yeah, drooling one. Uh, over there, I exclaim. Donald Trump, it's over there! <laughs> Off we cut, saw in hand, to scribble this year's haircut down. Oh my heavenly days, it's Christmas, finally. With a soul, yeah? When are you doing it? The end. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you said yours was going to be shorter, and you looked for just as many gap fields as I did. I was thinking, what the? <laughs> so just for you, I believe two or three words was a, was a mad lib. That's nice. Oh, yes. What a cute little stories. Uh. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, we are going to go to our Bible study portion of this uh, discussion topic podcast. Uh, so we are going to be in Luke chapter one, verses 
what was it, 30 through 33. And I will turn over to Brendan, and he will uh, read them for us and uh, let us know what uh, what the Holy Spirit wants to teach us today through Brendan. Okay. Go ahead. All right, guys, so this is a classic. Uh, it says, But the angel Gabriel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, not Mariah Carey like Logan said people her name was Mary. You have found favor with God. Maybe Mariah's found favor with God. Not that I know of, but maybe. But we're talking about Mary here. <laughs> I had a student there during the week who goes, teacher, who's Mary? And I was like, ah. And then in their country, it's Maria. <laughs> but... She didn't know the difference between Maria in her country, Mary in English, and Mariah as in Mariah Carey. She got them all mixed up. And I was like, Mariah Carey has never given birth to Jesus, people. <laughs> but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, not Mariah, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, so the throne of Israel, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. So guys, this is a beautiful story where Gabriel, very, well, from Mary's perspective, unexpectedly, appeared before her with very good tidings. All the way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, after the man and the woman had first sinned, the Lord prophesied over Eve and said that the seed of a woman, now women don't have sperm, hello, we're talking about a pregnant virgin here, pregnant woman, a woman who got pregnant without the help of a man, would have a child. The enemy would bruise his heel, so put him out of commission for a few days. Three. But the child would stamp on, or crush, or break the enemy's head. That child is Jesus. He was put out of commission for a few days, you know, between the cross and the resurrection. But when... He was on the cross. He was on the Mount of Golgotha, the Hill of Calvary, the Mount of the Skull. So he broke the enemy's head in the Mount of the Skull. And he would ultimately break the power of sin, death, and the grave forevermore. In which case, we have been empowered by his Holy Spirit to live holy lives, perfect lives, lives holy unto him, dedicated unto him, set apart onto him. But as we look at this little passage here, the prophecy that Gabriel gave, the Son of Most High to get the throne of his father David, that's the throne of Israel, the throne of Jerusalem, the physical place which will happen in the future, the millennial kingdom, the end of Revelation. His kingdom will never end and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. Again, national geographical Israel. That's why King Herod, the Edomite, blew the gasket and tried to kill him when the Magi told him in secret that a king had been born. 
Herod is called Herod the Great. I call him Herod the Not-So-Great. Or Herod the Edomite. And that story actually begins all the way back in Genesis. When Isaac and Rebekah had twin babies. Their oldest twin was called Esau, whose nickname was Edom, meaning red. He had red hair. And the younger son was Jacob, who later got renamed Israel. So many of you probably know the story already. And Jacob tricked Esau. Um, knew Esau was a bit of an idiot. He allowed himself to be conned. Um, but he got conned out of his birthright. And then Jacob stole a blessing from a blind man. And ultimately um, got the blessing and the anointing to be the head of a new people, the nation of, of Israel. And Esau's descendants, the Edomites, harbored a grudge against the Israelites forevermore. When the Israelites got out of captivity in Egypt, the Edomites didn't let them through on a shortcut. Now, Moses later says that they did, so the fear of God probably fell on them and they changed their minds. But even in the law, when the Lord said, listen, the Israelites, the Edomites are your relatives, they are your kin, let them join your country and have gradual, eventual citizenship. We see in Psalm 137.7 that when the Babylonians were burning the temple of God to the ground and slaughtering and massacring the Israelites and taking the survivors into captivity, the Edomites were like, burn it down, burn it down. Even as Israelite babies were in their heads crushed against the rocks. So the Edomites had had a millennia, even two millennia long grudge against the Israelites. And finally, through his relationship with Julius Caesar, Augustus Caesar, Octavian, Mark Antony, Cleopatra, he knew all these people. Herod the Great, Herod the Edomite, became the king of a puppet monarch, the puppet government of Israel, to do, to work on behalf of Rome in Israel, an on-the-ground colonial presence. And next thing, he starts hearing prophecies like these, that the king who's destined to sit on the throne of David has arrived. The king who's there to bring in an age that will have no end to rebuild the house of Jacob. It's no wonder his reaction was to try to kill every baby boy to and under in Israel. But even though it's a lovely story that takes a very dark turn, the hand of God was still over the life of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. And they took Jesus into uh, Egypt as a refugee for 12 years. And then eventually, well, from, until Herod was dead, rather. And eventually then brought him back. And he would learn under them, learn the tricks of the trade, learn good morality, learn about his father. And eventually had progressive revelation that he was God's son. And uh, work on showing us the love of God. What the love of God looks like practically has extended towards us the Father's heart, what the kingdom of God should look like on the earth, and then ultimately give up his life so that we could share in his life through his death. So Easter is definitely the biggest event on the calendar for Christians, but we can see how it starts, what we celebrate at Christmas. So don't let 
the flashing lights and the materialism and the heavy workload and Christmas bonuses or lack thereof and Christmas exams distract you from the real meaning of Christmas. It's always been God's plan to reconcile broken humanity, lost humanity, dead humanity to himself. And I pray that this Christmas you'll see a real measure of that in your lives. Amen. Amen. So, Rose, can you read Luke 1, 30-33? What comes to your mind? Well, I uh, I think about this promise that is given to her. Um, and then I think about her having to watch her son die on the cross and thinking, how does this make sense when wow. he's supposed to come and he's going to be called the son of the most high and he's going to have the throne of David, his father, and he's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. How's he supposed to do that when he's dying on a cross? And, you know, how we, we are very doubtful people. Um, we doubt even, you know, our friends or people around us when they say nice and good things about us, we go, maybe they're not, maybe they're not true. Maybe that's not what's going to happen. And then we even doubt what God says and God's word and why we're like, oh, maybe God isn't right. Maybe he doesn't know everything. He does. He does know mm -hmm. it all. And so that's where the, the element of faith comes in. Um, and I think we all, uh, I think a lot of us in Christians sometimes don't always get the best idea of what faith is, but faith is this, knowing that what Jesus says and what God says is going to come to, to happen. God has spoken and God's word is true um, in a world where there isn't truth. You can't find truth in your um on, on your TV screens. You're not going to find that. You're going to find lies and deception. Um, you're not going to find it on your computer screens. You're not going to find it on your smartphones. You're not going to find it in anything other than God's word. You're not going to find the truth of who you are, about how much he loves you, how much he cares for you. Um, you're not, some of us might not even find it in and of ourselves of the truth um, that, you know, our, we, we're so easily manipulated by voices or, you know, uh, guilt or any of those other things that are on us. And there are, there's an element and a time for all of those things. But in reality, um, we, we so much, even I can get so much heavy on myself or tear myself down when that's not how God sees me. That's not what God sees. Um, God loves each and every one of us immensely more than we could ever imagine. We can ever think, um, as I'm saying this, I'm speaking to myself. Um, I'm not speaking to anyone in particular. I'm not trying to point out anything. If it affects you, that's awesome. And if you think about it, that's cool. But um, it's really for myself. You know, God gives us his word. His word is here. This is what's going to happen. He will rule and reign. He will reign over the house of Jacob. His kingdom will have no end. That will happen. It has not happened yet. That doesn't mean it won't happen. It means it's going to happen. And so... That's right. If you read the rest of the Bible, you get to, you know, the end of the end of the Gospels, the beginning of Acts, and God calls them to go out and to share the gospel and to share the good news. And really, that's what we're called to do. We're called to go do that. We're called to be an example, to be a light. Um, and for a lot of us, we kind of struggle with what that looks practically. Does that mean we go to every knock on every door at all hours of the day saying, hey, you need Jesus, you need Jesus, you need Jesus. And, you know, there may be some people who are called to do that. 
we're looking at you, Jehovah's Witnesses, even though you're not giving them the correct gospel. <laughs> um, there may be some people who are called to do it that way. There may be others who, um, you know, as you go about your daily life, you need to just give people hope. You know, smile at them, show them that you care about them, that you love them, that the cashier, the the person who's taking care of you or serving you at, at a restaurant, that that they are loved, that they're cared for. Because you never know what people are going through. You never know what people are struggling with, um, whether people love them or care for them or any of those things. You never know what's going on in other people's hearts and other people's lives. Uh, you So the more that you're able to show Christ to them, the more that they're able to, uh, to grow and to maybe even see Christ for the first time that where other people have only shown Christ as a place of hatred, of anger, of strife, of you can't do this, you can't do that. There are a lot of Christian circles that that's what Christ is. It's what you can't do. You focus on what you can't do. When in reality, the most free place you can be is living in, in God's hands and living with him. Because that's where you were made to be. We weren't made to go and sin and, you know, lie and cheat and steal and look at things that are unholy. We weren't made for that. We were made to serve him and to love him. Um, so I'll close this quickly in prayer and then Brendan can uh, sign us out. But Lord, we thank you so much that you've given us this, this day, that you've given us another season of of your birth to remember your birth to remember that you came to this earth you didn't come just to just to die like everyone else did here on earth you came to live you came to uh take our sin to remove the the stain and the guilt that so easily drags each and every one of us up, down you came to remove that you came to tell us truth you came to give us life you came to give us life everlasting we're thankful for that. Lord, we're thankful for each and every one that you have to hear this podcast, to listen to this podcast. Lord, we we don't really do much other than post it on a website and let it go and see what you take it. So we're thankful for each and every one that listens to this. Um, Lord, we just pray that you would work in each and every heart, that you would help them to encourage them to remember why they're here. To remember that they're here to worship and honor and glorify you and to point others to you. Help them to do that not only during this Christmas season, but as the new year starts, that they would make um, maybe even goals or plans of how they're going to share the gospel this next year, how they're going to bring people to Christ. Because really, Lord, that is what this world needs. This world doesn't need my time, me. They don't need anything that I do. They need you. And so, Lord, help us to get out of the way, to get out of the way of people coming to know you and do everything we can to do that. So, Lord, help be with us the rest of today. Help it to be an honor and glorifying day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, anything amen. you'd like to close us out with, Brendan? Guys, we just want to thank you for sticking with us right this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, we pray that, you know, it's been a, whether it's 20 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes for how long the episodes are, I know they're all, they're all different, that they have blessed your week, they've encouraged you, and they've given you a bit of fun, put a smile on your face, and just helped to uh, invigorate you spiritually, and to teach you something you hadn't heard before, or something you can use. That as you listen to these podcasts, you are like Ruth on our hands and knees in Boaz's field, picking up the gleanings 
a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of knowledge, a little anecdote here. Something you hadn't heard before, something you'd heard before and didn't make sense, something you'd heard before and you'd forgotten, something for yourself, something for your family, something for your friends. They're just scooping things up that are actually helping you, putting a smile on your face, um, helping to alleviate some of the pressure, burden, and stress, and anxiety and that life so easily and often gets filled with, and that tries to entangle you and burden you. And uh, thank you just for your continued trust in us whenever whenever you listen or you tune in. Uh, we don't take it lightly. We don't um, disregard it. We know behind every number we see on their screen on our end, that's a person who's chosen to let us speak into their lives. We don't take that lightly. We love you. We appreciate you. God loves you even more. Have a very Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas, everybody. We will see you all shortly, whether that's in the new year, to start the new year, or whether that's in between. Uh, we will let you know and keep you updated. So hang in there. We'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.